Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I'm Peter, that is Connor, and we are going to talk about The Handmaid's Tale, which is a new show, season 1 episode 1, it is from Hulu, the first episode is called Offred, which, you heard that right, Offred, this is, this is the name of a character in the show, it confused me at first as well, uh, but, no, so this is a new show from Hulu, we'll start spoiler free as we always do for episode 1s before we go into spoilers, somewhere in the middle, uh, and that's yes, we'll do. So this show is kind of a, a dystopian future, uh, told through a very specific lens, and that is of uh, uh, not not just females, but specifically to do with birth. Uh, yeah. This entire dystopia has come about because birth rates have plummeted. Uh, more and more women can't give birth, and as a result, uh, this seemingly fascist regime has stepped in place in the U.S. and there seems to still be like an ongoing war. There's still, there's still an ongoing resistance to fight it, but they seem to be mostly in power. And yeah, are... it seems to be a recent development. Yeah, yeah, because because the main character uh, played by Elizabeth Moss, uh, Offred, she she uh, like we see her flashbacks in this first episode, and she already had a son in this old world, you know, our world essentially. And this is like sh- she's been this new handmaid for a few months, by the sounds of it, in the present day part of the story. Yeah. Uh, so it is a new development, yeah. Uh, and she, so what is a handmaid? A handmaid is someone because at first you, th- you hear handmaid and you think, all right, so it's like a servant. They're, they're enslaving people, and they are to a degree, but it's more specific than that. They're actually there to, to give children. <laughs> they're, they're, yes, they're, they're concubines essentially. Yeah, yeah, they're they're uh, breeding stock, as uh, one character puts it. Uh, for the for the rich barons and people of that nature, uh, because their wives are infertile and therefore uh, they need to continue their family line somehow. Apparently, yeah, uh, and it's it's all very strict and regimented. They they are treated with absolute fear and battery, and it's proper like old school, Old Testament discipline, and all the rest of it. Uh, anything that does not result in continuing the population is seen as uh, illegal, more than illegal, just straight death penalties. So, you, you know, gay, no, no. Uh, contraception, no, no. So it's a cheery tale, it's a cheery story, very upbeat. Uh, I, I feel invigorated after watching it. I think anyone who's went through any kind of dark time in their life recently can watch this and feel uplifted and their spirits will be raised. Uh, I tell a lie, it is probably the <laughs> it's probably the heaviest thing I've watched in a while. Yes. That's not to say there's not some moments of levity, because there kind of is. Uh, one of the it's... main storytelling mechanics is that uh, Elizabeth Moss' character is constantly... And I, I won't quite call it narrating. To it's more live thoughts because like stuff yeah. will happen and she will, you will hear her think before she says something, and that can lead to a little bit of humor here or there because she'll she'll yeah. think what she's really thinking, and then you'll hear what she says to cover it up because she's in a fascist society and she's not allowed to say anything else. But yeah, it's definitely speckled in there here and there. Yeah, uh, I'd probably say I'd probably say it's a really effective mechanic in this actually because the whole idea is that they all have to hide who they are. They're, they've all been shoehorned into your this role. You're not allowed to be anything else. So the idea of we get to be privy to our private thoughts. Yeah, let's just actually know who she is as a character. Because obviously yeah. we see all these other characters, but we don't really know them because of the, this, where yeah. they have to be private, they have to be this they're, indivi- they're, non-individual. They're all made to dress the same, they all have these big, stupid cone things on, because they're not meant to look at people in the eye. So yeah. the whole idea is they're hiding their face and all the, all the rest of it. Uh, which, 
seemingly is a thing here for like so it's not to lure any men in because it's your fault mm. if you lure a man in so you, you hide your face so you don't do that yeah. kind of thing uh, all of it sort of stems from the, these kind of core ideas um, so was it any good I guess is what, before we get to spoilers I think you want a, a general idea of if it's worth watching uh yes it's yeah definitely it's very solid yeah i'd I'd forgotten these sort of production values that you can expect from hulu because obviously we haven't watched a, a lot of hulu content recently mm, it's been a while yeah and then it, it opens up and it's just like oh yeah they, they, they put money in these things yeah uh the direction is very strong right from the start it is kind of throughout it does a lot of things where because again we're through this one character's perspective perspective of everything, uh, I can't speak today apparently. Uh, but because we're through this one character's perspective, like every, uh, there'll be moments where we completely zone in on her point of view. We completely zone in, yeah. and because she has that stupid cone thing on, the camera can go right up to her face, and it hides our vision as well because we can't see anything at the sides. Everything's filtered through her in very effective way. Yeah, but of, of course we're, we're learning through it. Obviously she's. She does kind of talk to us as much as I said it wasn't quite narration. There, there are moments where it does kind of feel like she is almost speaking to us. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think because everything's through our perspective and we see everything from her, everything else feels cold. Everything, everything else feels like they're trying to be this, they're trying to be that. She's explaining the world to us, so it does feel like she's talking to us. But at the same time, it is our th- her thoughts. Yeah, uh, definitely. There's definitely a mix of it in there, but the. Uh, nah, direction is good from the get go. It, it's well paced as well. Mm. Uh, the entire episode it builds to something they keep talking. About. They keep talking about a ceremony, and I guessed quite quickly what it, what the ceremony was, but they kept building to it, and everyone was talking about it. And uh, another aspect of it is they all, again, compare it to fascism, is they all have these set little phrases that they say to each other to say hello, to say goodbye, uh, in his eye, uh, praise be, like. You know, it might as well be Hail Hitler and so on. Yeah, pretty much. Very much that kind of thing. Uh, it, it was interesting sort of discovering the, w- how the world worked through the episode because I, I think at first you're like, all right, so they're slaves, and then you think, all right, they're not, there's more to it than that. But then you see how it affects other people and how there's some layers to it because I, I think especially the wife character, uh, played Vahon Shrikovsky, uh, her character is like... She she is the sort of the rich wife who is horrible to her, but you can see that she's not necessarily happy the entire time about how the world is and how the arrangement works. Yeah, there's definitely a, it's it's more noticeable amongst the women, obviously that they they split directly into classes. It's there's a very class system going on because obviously you have yeah. the the wealthy people like the wife, and then you have the people who are the the special ones who are still fertile, but then you have all the other I think they call them Marthas. Who are Martha's. just doing? Which, like, by the way, there could be very little conflict in this world because everyone's got a Martha, so there could be no fighting of any kind. <laughs> exactly. That's a topical joke. <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Those Marthas. Mar- Marthas are basically our type of servant. Uh, they, they, they seem to be the, the the actual maids. Essentially, they seem to be like they seem to do the yes. actual maid work. Whereas the handmaids may do a little bit of that, but they're more there for the uh, the conception and birth giving. Yeah. Uh, so that, that that seems to be how the world works. I, I still have some questions though as to how what how they separate certain people. Like how did the rich men meet their wives? Where do they come from? I mean, especially it's, it's a new development as well. So you imagine all the, this is all just from before all these marriages. But how do new men get their new wives and so on? Like how how does this mm. work? Maybe they've not thought about that yet because it is just so new. Maybe 
that's that's the sort of thing I'm, I'll be interested. Well, to see we can, we can learn as we go on. Oh yeah, I feel like we'll learn more about this world as it goes. Uh, we certainly, I, I think you know. Obviously, we said it's really heavy. I, I think it's heavy. Obviously, what's happening to everyone in the show is awful. But there's even more layers of awful as you watch the the first episode. There's like by the time you get to the end of it, you realise just on a subconscious level what they're doing to these people. Mm, yeah. Uh, not not just because obviously, oh, you're you're essentially being a sex slave to give birth to people. Obviously, awful from the get-go, but there's other layers to how they run society, to how they make them think, to how they try and force them into, uh, and it brings these different layers into it. And uh, I, I like the, the the sort of the fact that it's so focused, and we're from her perspective, but you get the sense of a larger world. You get the sense of oh, there is like a war going on, trying to actually end this. Like, there are people still fighting. Yeah, and it seems to be sort of specifically thing. America that are so against this no because because the mention try to cross into canada is a way Where out. presumably yeah. it was safer and it it begs the question is like is canada experiencing the same problems with you know the the infertility or is it just they treat them better like do they just not have this system i, I don't know but I, I hope we learn a bit more uh, i'm going to assume they don't have the system but that's just a hunch more than anything else at this point yeah yeah that's fair uh but no uh, the character beats are well played and because it is so dire, when there is like a moment of hope, it's kind of like, all right, okay. Because essentially, what this this show's about, like like many, like anything, that's actually set. Like if you make a movie, it's actually set in like Nazi Germany, that kind of thing. Those movies tend to be about the strength of spirit and the strength of hope, and like sort of fighting through it and try to survive in the system until the the, the hopefully the light on the other side eventually shines. And uh, you can certainly right from the get go, that's the sort of the mission statement throughout this entire episode. It's like she needs to be strong. Uh, she needs yeah. to try and survive, uh, and for reasons we'll talk about in spoilers. <laughs> but like that—that's kind of really what it's. So as much as it is a very heavy, very kind of depressing at times show, I, th- I think ultimately there's going to be a hopeful message in here about the human spirit, which you know. I mean that does feel like that is what's to be expected. Yeah, I, I think if it wasn't, we'd all just be miserable by the end of it. Yeah. Yeah. But but then again, it's quite a miserable episode, so. Who knows? But but there's moments moments of niceness. So I think we've got spoilers. I think we want to talk about some plot points uh, and talk about how things work in the episode. So uh, so feel spoilers from this point on for episode one of uh, the Handmaiden. So uh, not the Handmaiden, the Handmaid's Tale. I've been doing that. You, since... You've been doing that for months. I have been doing that every time we've talked about this show. I I've I was actually... shocked when you introduced the title correctly. I'll be quite honest. Well, look, there was a movie that came out just the end of last year called The Handmaiden. I liked it a lot. It was a really good movie. Korean film. I recommend you check it out. But <sighs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it all season. Just yeah. accept it at this point. All right. So, so Alfred, uh, in fact, one of the most powerful lines, because we start with this, like she's in her little room, her little servant's room, and she's only told us, and, and she talks about how, uh, okay, the glass is uh, not, you know, it's not shattered glass. And that's not because they're worried about us escaping, because handmaids won't run very far like yeah, where, where are you gonna go yeah we won't get very far because we see when they're outside there's like these militant assholes patrolling everywhere like it's yeah. it's proper full-on police state to like turned up to 11 um but what they're worried about is you killing yourself well she doesn't even say that she, she calls it the other kind of escape uh and she starts talking about uh, glass and cutting and uh using a, a sheet to hang yourself and all these kind of things and I shouldn't try to think about that, but the most powerful line for me at the start of the episode was, uh, my name's Alfred, I used to have another name, but it's forbidden, 
and it's like all right because right away you you it sets up what it is and it bookends the episode of course wonderfully because at the end of the episode in the narration again to us sitting in the exact same spot she says my husband's name was this my daughter's name was this my name was june cut to and it's like it's like that uh declaration of the the fighting spirit again like i'm not giving up even even if she's not saying it out loud she's still thinking it yeah because uh, you're not allowed to say it all out and that's kind of why the, the whole exact. narration thoughts technique here works really well given the story that's going on uh, but I think I think that's a declaration to us is like her saying because at the start of the episode she's talking to us as well and she says my name is forbidden I'm not allowed to say it but at the end of the episode it's almost like she finds a little bit of hope again and she's making a declaration to us look I know this has been depressing but I've got hope that I'll get out of this okay so so should you yeah uh, so I think that works really well uh, so yeah, we find out she had a daughter. Her daughter was taken from her because uh, we see that, and we also see that moment where she's looking across at the school. So they've got little girls, and I, I suppose at the schools they're waiting to see. Right, you're training for all the, the services you might be doing. Once you get to a certain age, we can figure out can you bear children. That's where you go. If you can, you go here. If you can, so on. Uh, also, things we find out about the world. Uh, the, I, the the people who try to run away. Uh, the people who they don't straight out kill, because there might be lesbians and gay people, because uh, the reason why I say lesbians specifically is because we learn of a character. Uh, her friend Moira's girlfriend uh, went to the, what they call the colony, and then Moira herself, we find out later on, went. Yeah. Uh, and at first we don't really know what that means, but we, we hear some bits throughout about it. Uh, you're basically there to clean up toxic waste, and you will die probably quite quickly from the work. Yeah. Uh, so that does not sound cheery. Sounds very unpleasant. Yeah, because that's a big moment for her, for uh, of course uh, Offred to, uh, when they go to this. Uh, what, what did they call it? The uh, the big thing. Where they, they'll go to it. Yeah, oh, yeah. It was like a, a big gathering, wasn't it? Uh, it wasn't the salvation service. It wasn't the, it, of... cleansing. That wasn't a cleansing. There was, there was a word though. There was a very specific was, word. Yeah. Uh, but they, they go to this, and it turns out that they're here because a crime has been committed specifically to do with the handmaiden and this was a very powerful scene because she finds out from our old another old friend that and uh, the one-eyed girl we'll talk about the flashbacks in a minute but uh that her friend moira has been sent to the colony and is probably dead and this like she goes full on this is when we go full into the cone and the camera right full yeah. into the cone she is completely distraught and we find out about this this man who's one of their soldiers like it's one of the guys who was supposed to be a soldier for this this regime yeah mm-hmm. uh, you can tell because he's got the 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 not Hydra logo on his on his shoulder, and he he's he's ripped a handmaiden, and the uh, the woman who runs everything like and trains them all, uh, Aunt Lydia, she she's like this you know boss. I almost think of her as a teacher from uh, Matilda. Which I know what's that's very much what she reminded me of as well. Actually. Yeah, but that's, that's what popped out in my head. Of course, it's a much uh, worse thing because she's not just been horrible to kids. She's part of this fascist yeah, regime. But, but... Th- that's the exact one that I was yeah. thinking of. Uh, but she's doing it with fully grown women and calling them sluts. Like there's a whole completely different yeah. ballpark. But the she she's like, okay, this this man raped a handmaiden, and she was already pregnant. The baby died, uh, and she's like, all right, form a circle, and they form a circle around him. It's like, okay, I'm going to blow a whistle, and until I blow the whistle again, you can do what you want. And they basically all beat him to death. Yeah, and it's pretty bloody. It's pretty bloody, but this scene really worked. And it's not just about violence. The, the reason why this works so well is because again, throughout the whole episode. They're not allowed to speak. They're not allowed to do anything unless they're told. They're not allowed this. At one point, uh, Offred literally says in her head, it's when they're talking about the oranges in the supermarket, she's like, I want to scream. And then mm. she just says the phrase, like, inside she wants to scream. So this is like the one time where, like, 
let it out. This is the one time they're allowed. It, it's so, literally like a, a moment of freedom. Yeah. So even though what they're doing is horrible, and it, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that obviously the guy's guilty of a horrible thing and should be punished, but beaten to death by a mob of people is not <laughs> not the fitting punishment, I don't think, for anyone. No. Uh, it, it's savage. So, and but they're given this moment, and obviously it's a crime that's related to them because it's one of one of their kind essentially in this new regime that has been fallen victim to this, and it's something that has taken away a, a child, which in this new regime is the most worst thing possible anyone could do, is yeah, like you know hamper the the, the birth of a child. So not only is it awful and all the rest of it, and he should be punished, not not like this, but he should be punished. It is the one moment where they're allowed to let it out. And every single stream, every single thing that they have wanted to let out, wanted to cry out over the however long it's been since the last time they've had this, it comes out and they yeah. let rip. Because it almost looks like Offred doesn't want to be a part of it at first. She looks upset. But then when that whistle goes, she turns into a savage. Like, her face changes. Yeah. And she's the first one there to throw a punch. Yeah. And... It's it's really brutal. Yeah, it really is. And and, and this is what I meant about uh, like it being more awful than the obvious is that this is what they're also doing to them. They're making them a part of this this system. They're they're yeah. breaking them down and they're turning them into something awful as well as being victims of everything that's going on. They're they're making them complicit. They're they're make they're changing because not only are awful things happening to them now. This is also something they themselves can feel guilty about later. This is something that is actually ruining their own kind of innocence in a way. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so you add that onto the top of the fact that they're 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 trained to be spies to each other. They're trained not to trust each other, which is why the one moment I hope that happens after this is that her uh, her companion, because they always walk in twos because they're supposed to spy on each other. Her companion uh, off Glen, off Glen. I'm going to have to get used to all these off names. Yeah. Uh, off Glen, because uh, there's a little bit of humour with her at first because uh, Offer doesn't like her and says, "Oh, she's a little shit." and yeah. Oh, she, she's a she's proper into this. She's a true believer. She's awful, but it's because off off Glenn witnesses her concern about her friend that after this whole event they finally start talking and off Glenn opens up and talks about ice cream and talks about how it's better than sex, the good sex, not the the bad sex. Or I say the the, the, the sex they're going through right now specifically, yeah. uh, and like they they have this moment and they start bonding about they both have children. And it's probably the first moment where like the music sort of lets up and has a bit of emotion in it, as opposed to just you know it's like it's heartfelt emotion as opposed to yeah. the the dire sort of oh we're all screwed that you're kind of feeling through it otherwise. Uh, so as they're walking, you, you feel a real bond forming, and it, it, the line at the end of the, the scene is perfect, which is like it was nice to finally meet you. That was like. Yeah. And Perfect. again, this is another example of just showing you how much it's me they've messed with their heads, not just uh, this the actual mm. physical thing that we can see. It's that these two people who are very similar clearly have had similar experiences, and neither of them actually believe in all of this. But they're, because they've had to put on this outward appearance, yeah. the other they both thought that the other was a true believer. You, and you have to imagine that probably most of them, if not probably, all of them, yeah. feel this way inside, but they're too scared to say anything else. And by the way, let me I don't want you to gloss over the irony of the situation where uh, Aunt Lydia steps up and says, this man raped a, a, a handmaid, when that's essentially what every single one of them is going through. Yeah. On a scheduled basis, yeah. where people are complicit, where wives are literally holding them down to be raped. Like, that is what is happening in this story. 
So let's not let's not ignore that that, that irony there. Uh, no, of irony is probably too nice a word for it, to be honest. But it's yeah, like but, you said, it is probably most, if not all. I think there's probably one or two who have snapped. Like you know, there's there's a percentage who have completely just snapped mm-hmm. and do believe it out of, you know, like the only way they can cope with it. Oh, it's even like uh, Aunt Lydia says in the flashback when they all come in, when you know, uh, Offred slash student comes in for the first time, and she's like, "I know this must feel strange, but in ordinary is just a word for what you're used to, and in time, this will feel ordinary." Like, yeah. So, yeah. Now, nah, uh, so that that made that scene really powerful when she finally has like a connection with someone with a uh, with this new friend, this someone who she can kind of trust, and they can say things to each other that are. They they shouldn't say to anyone, and they can ha- finally have someone to talk to. Uh, so that, that was that was a nice little, little, little twist, if you can even call it a twist. But it it, yeah. it, it was big things for her character. So uh, she mentioned at the end of the scene that there's an eye in your house, and they kept talking about the eyes. Like they mentioned them a few times. Obviously, I don't think we ha- we have a strict definition of what that is yet. Uh, my my current thinking is that it's someone who. Is either a handmaid or a Martha or one of the servants, but is there to specifically spy? And because I, I was thinking maybe it's one of the like the, the richer people, but I was like, well, does it really make sense? Because they'd obviously turn them in anyway. Well, yeah, this is the thing because um, uh, one of the phrases that are used to greet like is un- in his eye or under his eye. Yeah, and it implies eye as in it, it almost sounds religious, like it's God's watching them, but. I- yeah, God, and I'm oh, I, wondering if it's uh, more of a, a ruler than an actual god. Well, that's what I speculated actually, because when I when I heard I because of the whole parallels to Nazi Germany and the, the way they were speaking to each other, I immediately thought this is a this is their their leader, their dictator, yeah. their, their fascist who's uh, who's doing all this. But when they talk about the eye, like there's an eye in your house, I think that means it's like one of his like spies, like his officers. Yeah, uh, definitely. Someone but, undercover specifically for whoever yeah. this leader is. But I don't think, um, like, like I said, I, I think it has to be one of the, like, it has to be the Martha. I don't think it's the Martha because I feel she's too obvious because she's such a bitch to, <laughs> to, uh, yeah. to uh, offer it. I'll get used to these names, I swear. Uh, it's harder when you have to learn new words. So I, I think it has to be one of them. I mean, obviously, the, the mechanic who she seems to have a bit of a bond with, who seems to, because she even she speculates at one point, is he looking at me? Is he... Mm. Is, is he noticing me? Uh, is he lonely? Because they mentioned that he he's not like uh like he works for them. He's not like a he's not appointed like they are though. But he's too lower class to be appointed a woman to be appointed a handmaid. Yeah. Because uh, it seems like they don't buy the handmaids. They're just it's no. You're right. As a as a rich citizen, here's a handmaid. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he could be the 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 eye in there. He could be. Yeah. Again, like it's the idea that if if you're gonna plant someone, you want someone who can actually get close to them and root out who it is. Yeah, so yeah. so it begs uh, the question though: how how does uh, how does uh, Offglen know there's an eye in there? What connections does she have? Yeah, it seems like there's some sort of maybe resistance that she's already a part of. Yeah, uh, spe- speaking of uh, things, because they're, they're not supposed to uh, look at anything, they're not supposed to, including the news. Because at one point, one of the handmaids at the, the at the store mentions, "Oh, your your master's on the news. Like they'll, they'll do stuff for him." And then they all go quiet, and she's like, "I never read it. I swear, I never read it." Yeah. Yeah. Just showing you how. It's the the control of information, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Again, dictatorships, fascism, control of information. Yeah, it's, it's... It's, it's step one in in being a successful dictator. Yes. Control uh, the media. Yes. Uh, alternative information. Uh, so, 
let's not gloss over the one. The one big scene I think we've not talked about actually is the ceremony. Uh, yes. But let's call it what it is. It's uh, it's uh, organized rape. Yeah, definitely. that's what it is. Uh, but I, th- I think what I almost I I almost think the way that it was shot was the only time where I I wasn't sure about the direction. Mm. Because it almost felt uh, almost felt comical to to a point. The way it was shot, yeah. the, the way it was these these close ups, and the way the way, and I, I guess they were showing how sort of unloving it was supposed to be, how it was supposed to feel super uh, just mechanical almost. The way he was completely dressed, yeah, and she was dressed, and waves holding him down, uh, and just how like cold it was, just like, and that worked for me as it went on. But the first, the way the scene started with all these close ups made it feel just a little bit weird to me. Yeah, uh, I guess okay. maybe that's the point, but I. I but it does that one where it's the close one in face, and then you do it the one that's from her perspective, like mm. literally, like the, her view. And obviously, I think that one works because it's just like this is this is where it puts you in her mind again. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think almost the interesting thing here is because we we hear uh, Serena Joy, who's uh, Yvonne Strahovski's character, the, the wife, when sh- when she sort of greets greets Alfred for the first time. Uh, which, by the way, Alfred was at another placement and it didn't work out. And we don't get to hear any more about that, but I'm sure that's something that we'll learn more about yeah. later, like what happened there. Uh, but she, she's she's like, uh, yeah, I'm married to my husband till death to his part, so if I see anything funny, I will retaliate. Mm. Uh, and obviously, it's, it's this fear that the husband will fall for her, like, because it's... Yeah. Like, because it's the actual mother of his child, because or just because it's sex. And I, th- I think one thing that I pointed out is they get all the various servants in for the start of the ceremony, mm. and she mentions in the narration that uh, he, the husband, knocks on the door to come in because I think as an effort to make the wife feel more comfortable, she's in charge throughout the whole thing. Yeah, I think it's just why she's there at all, and you know she's the one holding her down. She's the one in control. Yeah. She can literally like pull her out of the way if she, you know, if she wanted to. But it, it, it almost feels like just an empty gesture. It's like. Here, so you don't feel like you're, yeah, belittled. But at the same time, you still see her with a tear in her eye. And yeah, and like like she says, uh, the small gestures are everything in this house. So yeah. it's like even though it seems like nothing, maybe that is actually really a, a big deal to them. Yeah, because she, cause she, you see, you see, have a tear in her eye, and she gets, and you almost feel like she's being so cold to her because she doesn't like this system. She doesn't like this help. She's almost ashamed that she can't just do it. She can't give him a child and. Yeah. Like this entire system's made her to feel like she is less significant, when she shouldn't be. There, there shouldn't be anything wrong with that, but the system makes her feel that way. And even even the way uh, at the end, because the whole thing, obviously, I mean, the thing from the get goes sexist as hell. But even the fact that as the the rich wife, it's still sexist to her because we see at the end that even like when the husband goes off to do his job, like he's a commander commanding whatever he commands. <laughs> we don't really get a good sense of his job at this point. He's probably involved in the whole militia and what they're all doing. But, but well, I would assume so. Being yeah. commander is a military rank. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, but either or, commander could be a, just a new rank to give out to anyone who's. It could. It could. You know, the commander could just be the head of the house. That could be the new word for it. That's fair. Uh, but you see that he shuts the door and she, she's left out in the cold. She's left out there. And again, she snaps when she sees Offred staring at her because like, she's frustrated and she's taken it out on her. Uh, yeah. When they're both in different ways, but they're both being oppressed. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's <laughs> it's a heavy show full of lo- lots, of, lots of things like this. Obviously, 
we got flashbacks to the initiation of everything. Uh, they're, they're taught to slut shame. They're taught to do this. They're taught to do that, uh, and that's all, all fine and well. Sets up the story. I don't know if we're going to get much more of that uh, because it feels like we've wrapped that stuff up. What I think we will get more of is the flashbacks pre. Uh, yeah, I can see those. Maybe not every episode. Yeah, but it was just it was it was the little ones with like, with Moira telling that she was pregnant. The ones in the beach with her daughter. I feel like we'll get a lot of little things like that probably sprinkled throughout. Yeah. Uh, it, it just seems like the case. Uh, so no, that was very good. Uh, I'm looking. Yeah, I am looking forward. Uh, obviously, uh, the first three episodes all were put out at the same time. Uh, we will have episode two tomorrow. We're going to do them. The first three we're going to do one per day. Obviously, and uh, next week going forward, it'll just be every week uh, as they as they get released. But uh, so you can look at forward to episode two review tomorrow. But episode one was very strong, so I recommend yeah. checking it out. Um, but no. That's us. Any final thoughts, Connor? Anything I've missed that you'd like to? Uh, you, you mentioned how there was that one bit where the, the music finally had uh, emotion. Yeah, you when know, they were like talking about their kids. Because it felt like they connecting. Yeah. And I think in general, the music was actually really fantastic. It really set the, the, the tone throughout. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was because it was very cold strings for a lot of it. Yeah. There was a lot of these deep cellos just playing just underneath everything, just giving it this ominous sense. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, very, very emotional. It was a. It also, it's probably the most unique dystopia. Like, I've never seen a dystopia portrayed in. Because it's it's very present day feeling in terms of, like, they, they didn't do anything futuristic. There's nothing like that. It's just. It's not even like, like we're in a. Like, things have collapsed. Like, it's still recognizable streets it's still recognizable like buildings yeah. and recognizable society except for the fact that we've got people dressed like all this and they're, they're doing all this yeah the, system's the, the changed. color schemes are very important as yeah. well the the, the 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 system's changed but the actual physical things look the same and that's yeah. uh I, I think that makes it hit harder i think for a present day audience because you watch it and go oh shit this is in our world this is like not that far removed in terms of yeah uh, definitely so that's no, uh it's interesting. So, and uh, uh, let us know what you thought of the episode if you've watched it uh, in the comments below. Like, subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fudge for channel updates. Hell, the uh, individual Twitters are on the screen if you want to see us ramble about various things. Uh, but yeah, uh, happy Alien Day. Uh, also, a form of forced birth is the facehugger and chestbuster combo. You had to uh, get a thematic link in there somehow. I just thought of it as I said, and I'm like, oh, this this fits. This somehow <laughs> clicks together. Uh, but it's Alien Day, and I like Alien, so I'm, I'm, I'm throwing a mention in. Thanks for watching, guys. Have you got any vanilla?